what if I told you that there's one asset that's worth far more than any other asset? It's worth more than stocks, bonds, gold, real estate, or crypto. And what if I told you that you either already have this asset or it's right at your fingertips? Hi, my name is Clayton Dozier and this is Not The Expert. I may not be the expert in how to convert this asset into income, but I'll bring you the people who are. This asset is knowledge. And here, you'll learn how to convert knowledge into income. Hello, and welcome to solo episode number three. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a networking system that I call Networking Like a Nomad. Just to give you a little bit of backstory on this, I grew up a little bit different. For a decent chunk of my childhood, we bounced around the country uh, working with different churches. And we lived in RVs and trailers and converted buses and all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we'd stay at places for weeks. Sometimes we would stay at places for months. Uh, very rarely a year or longer. And so in this time, it pushed me to learn how to make fast friends. And I also got to observe uh, my dad a lot and how he would go about establishing us in a new area. And I've taken sort of these skills that I got as a kid and then refined them kind of over my life. First for a lot of social reasons and then eventually I started applying them to business and to networking. So this episode is going to be all about learning how to network like a nomad. So the first thing I think we need to do is talk about what networking is. Uh, networking is not sales. Sales is important and it's another thing. Networking itself is a relationship building. All of us have contact with about 250 people. And this is like in the real world. We're not even talking about online. It may not seem like it, but this is everybody from the person you bump into at the gas station to your best friend and everybody in between. And that means that everyone else also has about 250 people easy that they bump into. And so there's this massive expanse of connections, this huge web of people that makes up the society that we live in. And the goal of networking is to be getting to a spot to where we can have access to as many of those people as possible through relationships. So that sounds kind of goofy, but it's like your, if your goal in sales is to close the sale, your goal in networking is to build relationships that become referrals from a business perspective, right? From, from just purely the financial revenue side of business. So as we go forward, just kind of keep that in, in mind. Uh, another way to look at it too is I think we've all heard, you know, it's not who you know, or sorry, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Networking is how you solve the who you know problem. Networking is how you solve the who you know problem. So what is networking like a nomad? Well, the core of, no, of networking like a nomad is being able to make fast friends and meet and become a center of influence anywhere. 
And, and I'm going to go into each of these steps a little bit more in depth. First, I, I want to talk about talking to strangers because I think it's something that scares the shit out of a lot of people. And I absolutely understand that. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was the epitome of shy. Uh, I remember uh, meeting this guy that we knew when I was a little kid. And this is when I was a teenager. And he was talking about, you know, being like, I think I was like six years old when we knew him. And he was talking about how he used to, you know, always hide behind my mom's skirt tail. Right. He, he was like an older guy. And that's how I was. I just, you know, would cling to my mom or whatever. And I, I started out very shy. And as time came on, I opened up more and more. And so I get the idea of being this, of being afraid to go out and talk to strangers because we're afraid of judgment, right? We're afraid that they're going to think we're weird. But the really important thing I think to remember is human beings are social. We are social creatures. I mean, this is why we have social media. This is why we have social functions. Everything we do, we do in groups. And can people be cliquish and can people be mean? Yeah, but those people are going to be that way anyway. Most people are nice enough and happy enough to greet somebody new. If anything, if they're uncomfortable, it's just because you're new to them. It's that same fear being reflected backward. So when it comes to, I just want to address that first before we get into this too much of, I get that you might be afraid to talk to strangers and I'm going to get into some methods, how to get this started a little easier and maybe some environments to get this started kind of easier. Uh, but it's something I'm, I'm got to challenge you to do. You know, there's without pain, there is no growth. So I want to look at a couple of examples. So when you're, when you're meeting strangers, this can literally be anywhere. I mean, I know a woman that you can't take her to the grocery store without her making friends with somebody in the line. Um, that's just how it is. I mean, she's awesome that way. And you can do it from there. You can do it at parties. You can do it at actual networking events like ribbon cuttings and, you know, various networking meetings. There's a lot of networking groups out there. I mean, insert thing, right? There's a lot of various business functions and stuff. You can, you can do a lot of networking in. and when I'm talking about like parties and stuff, I mean like actual like parties you're going to, because the reality is, is you're not trying to sell these, sell these people, right? So you're not just going up to somebody at the Christmas party that you're afraid of inviting you to like, you know, trying to sell them your course or something. You're, you're meeting people. So I would like to go first with probably the harder environment. Let's, let's take, let's take like an actual business environment. Let's say either some kind of, you know, chamber of commerce mixer or ribbon cutting or, or networking event, whatever, whatever the business setting you want to put in your head is. And, and go through my process there because it's basically the same process, uh, just more casual in other scenarios. So if you can get it here, you can apply it, you can adapt and apply it pretty easily to all of them. And we'll, we'll back up to like some of the more typical social settings, uh, as far as places to start, if you're a little nervous at the end of this. So, so when I get to say a ribbon cutting or, you know, uh, conference, whatever. One of the first things I want to do is I want to look around that room and I want to try and find someone I've never talked to before. And I'm going to go up to that person and I'm going to talk to him. 
And trust me, I still get nervous. And it's okay. You just walk up to them confidently and be confident. And in this environment, this is actually one of the easy environments in a way. Because everybody expects this, right? Everybody expects this here. This is, in some perspectives, the easiest environment. It's the one we're the most afraid of, but we shouldn't be. Because especially if it's a situation specifically designed for networking, like you're supposed to be doing this, right? So uh, you walk up to that person and there's a lot of debate on like what you should say. Because a lot of people will come up and they'll introduce themselves and they'll be like, oh, hey, what do you do? And that is almost like cliche at this point, right? And the reality is, is I don't know that it actually matters what you say as long as you start the conversation. If the best thing you can come up with is, hey, how's it going? My name is, you know, so-and-so. Um, what do you do? Like, if that's all you can think of, then, hey, go for it. Like, get the conversation started. That's the most crucial thing is getting the conversation started with a new person. And then as the conversation's going, what I do is I make sure that the majority of that conversation is about that other person. The majority of the conversation is about the other person. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One reason is honestly because this is very endearing. People like when people pay attention to them. And I know maybe you're going to be inclined to be like, oh, well, that sounds like manipulation, Clayton. And, and no, it's not. It's just being conscious of something that we socially do all the time. Like we want people to like us. Like we all want people to like us. As much as anybody says, I don't like, you know, whatever. And everybody wants people to like them. At least somebody, right? So this isn't manipulative. This is just honest, open conversation about like why this works, right? Because you know, so that's so reason number one of getting people to talk about themselves is it's, it's endearing. Number two is because I want to start learning about them and what they do. It maybe start figuring out ways I can help them. And not just like, I mean, from my like professional perspective, like maybe I can sell them or maybe I can get them into whatever, some coaching situation or something. I want, I want to understand like, is there a way I can help this person? Is there someone I can refer them to, to solve some issue they have? Um, is there someone I can refer to them, right? Maybe somebody I know needs what they have. I'm already kind of getting my mind going. And also it tells me, there's kind of a third reason too, it kind of tells me more about this person and who they are, right? Because I, I really want to have people in my circle that are the right kind of people. So getting people to talk about themselves is going to kind of, kind of give you an indication and this conversation is probably going to only last a few minutes. And in this conversation, in a business setting, at some point, you're probably going to exchange business cards. And you want to do that with everybody. And honestly, like your business card is the least important business card. It's just what you need to get their card. Right. And they're going to be thinking the same thing in the opposite if they're, if they're <laughs> any good at doing this. Sorry about the cough. Um. But yeah, so you're going to exchange business cards and you're going to go on to another person. Now, Clayton, you may be asking, what if I'm totally petrified and I can't bring myself to do that? That's fine. There's a good chance you know somebody else in that room. If when you first walk in, you're like, nope, nope, not talking to somebody new. Nope, not happening. Find somebody that you've already talked to before, somebody you already know and start with them. 
just do not stay with that one person or just the group of people that you know. You need to at some point break off and at least talk to one new person. And now if you're in a state where you can go out and you can talk to multiple new people, keep on talking to new people. And after you talk to one, two, three new people, or if they kind of happen to come close to you or catch you out or something, and you know other people, go ahead and say hi to them. Like, don't snub them. Don't be like, yeah, I'm going to ignore them until, you know, I get talk to everybody else. No. Still talk to people you know. Because maintaining, maintaining relationships is important. But don't get hung up just talking to people you know. So usually what I'll do is if I run into somebody right away that I know, I'll talk to them for a minute and be like, hey, um, God run into you. Uh, I'll come back and talk to you here in a minute, but I, I want to come out and I want to make some new contacts and stuff. I'll, I'll be back. Okay. And most people, and especially they understand networking at all, they're going to like be totally fine with you doing that. They're not going to feel snubbed or anything. Just be like, Hey, honest, but Hey, you know, I'm super glad to run into you. I want to chat more. Um, I'll be back, but I, you know, I'm here with a purpose. And so what I like to do is I was, I'm meeting these people, new people is I like to keep sort of mental notes of who I clicked with and who I felt like clicked with me because my, my personal goal usually, and you can decide whatever your goal is. My personal goal is usually to find three solid connections. So three people at minimum that I really felt like I connected with and connected back because these are some people that you're very likely going to be putting some energy into. So it's like, you really can't fake this. Like it's got to be legitimate the whole way through. And so I want to find at least three people I click with. And then at the end of the event, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all the cards that I got. And I am going to find the people I clicked with. And I'm going to set their cards in one pile. I'm going to find the people I kind of clicked with. I'm going to set those in another pile. And I'm going to find the people I did not click with at all. And I want to set them in another pile. And to be honest with you, that pile of people I didn't click with, or pile of business cards I didn't click with the people, that pile of business cards is either going to end up in some box that may never get opened again, or there's a good chance it's going to end up in the trash. Because this is about building relationships, right? Like there's a number side to it, and we can get real nerdy and real boring. We can go and we can eat. We, there's different ways of breaking out, you know, figure out like return on investment and, 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 your numbers for, for making different things. And maybe I do a video or a, an episode on that someday, but that that's not today. Um, but so basically I look at those people and I say, you know, Hey, they're cool people. They're nice people. Uh, but there really wasn't like a connection and I have limited time and I have limited energy. So I'm going to set those cards aside and then I'm going to go immediately to the people I clicked with and I'm going to, contact them within the next couple of days so there's a lot of ways to do this one of the really good ways is if you can get their address is to write a note uh, you can use a service like send out cards or something if you like uh, handwritten notes are always nice and you can write them a note saying hey it was super nice to meet you blah 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 um, and you can mail that out not necessary and typically not something i do but it's something you can do uh, some people like to email them. Some people like to use you know, social media and stuff. I'm sure as time goes on, you'll see a lot more people uh, exchanging contacts on social media probably than even 
business cards, some, I don't know, that's just the feeling that I have is, is likely to happen. But, but what I like to do, uh, when the situation is appropriate and the information is there and the situation is usually appropriate is I just like to text people. It's usually the easiest way to get a hold of people. It's usually a way that people don't mind or they like to be get for people to get a hold of them. And I'd say, Hey, uh, this is Clayton. We met the other day at whatever the event was. I just wanted to hop on and say, I was really good to meet you. And then I want to say, Hey, would you like to do like a, a one-to-one meeting sometime just to get to know, know each other more, or I want to get to know more about your business or however it is you're going to word it. Like, there's, there's something I want to be really clear about and that is that I, I want them to know that I'm not going to try and sell them something. Because this one-to-one meeting is not, it is not, I want to say this one more time, it is not a sales meeting. If you go to one of these like one-on-one sit-downs with somebody who's any degree of an experienced network person and or networking person and they you try and sell them, that's going to be like the biggest way to shut down that relationship that there is other than just being like crude and weird or something. Like you could probably smell bad and do better than if you try to sell them. So don't be that person. The goal of this is to is to take a connection, a contact, and start developing a relationship. Because you only had a few minutes with this person. Now you're going to maybe have a half hour or an hour where it's just the two of you at a coffee shop or somebody's office or wherever it is. And in this conversation, it's going to be very similar to that first conversation, but longer. So by that, what I mean is most of it's going to be about them. So I'm going to ask them a lot of questions about them. I'm going to ask them a lot of follow-up questions. Uh, So there's actually an episode where I interviewed Elaine Long. Um, And I can actually, I'll actually put the link to that episode in, in, in the the description below. But um, she does a lot of improv training and speaking training. And one of the things she talks about is improv. There's this, there's a yes and rule. And Basically, what that means is, and I may be misquoting that, but it, it is yes and. Uh, so the basic idea is whenever someone says something, you want to immediately have a response that continues on that conversation. So in this case, when someone says something about themselves, I want to respond to that. I want to add to it, and then I'm going to try and drive deeper into that or make some other connection going back into them. So. For example, if they if they sell cars for a living, I don't know, I'm just pulling something in my head. And they're like, yeah, you know, I sell cars. Okay, cool, that's awesome. So how long have you sold cars? Uh, I've sold cars for like the past now, five years. And you're going to keep going along with this process, learning, because what you want to do is you want to get down to the things that drive them and the things that they're excited about. Uh, and what you might find out is, well, they actually hate selling cars. But there's this other thing that they really love. Right. And then you want to talk to him about that thing. And so your whole goal is to get to the things that drive them and get them talking as much as you can about themselves. And now if they ask you questions like about you, don't avoid those, right? Like don't, don't just ignore it and move on. Like actually answer it, right? Let them know you, but just, it's easy sometimes to talk too much about ourselves. And we really need to like try and get them talking about them themselves. And it's actually be interesting when you come across the person who knows this, because you're kind of doing this whole back and forth thing of like trying to like talk more about the other person. And it kind of gets, kind of gets interesting. And, and it's one of those things where you really can't 
you can overthink this. So try to be careful not to do that and like let the conversation still be natural. But there, there's again a couple reasons why I want to do this, and and they're the same couple reasons as before. Uh, it's endearing, uh, and I want to get to know how I can help this person, right? I and I want to get to know what kind of person this person is. And this is really where I can actually begin to do this. And so at some point in this conversation, I am going to want to find out one crucial bit of information. And that is, what does their ideal client look like? I want to know that, and I want to let them know I want to know that. So that way, when I'm talking to people, I can know who I should be referring to them. And I'm going to tell them that. I'm like, hey, um, so what does your ideal client look like? So that way, when I'm talking with people, I can know if that's your client or not. If I know that's somebody I should refer to you or not. Like, this is like a massive question that like light people up a lot of times. And so you're going to find that out. And then one of your goals, one of your missions is after this is trying to refer people. Not always the easiest thing, not always going to happen, but it's one of those things you want to do. And it's the, and this actual part is going to tie into a piece later um, about becoming a center of influence. So. Once you get that and you have that initial contact completed, right? And you've had your conversation and you've been legitimate. You got to be legitimate. You got to actually care about this person. And, and by the way, you have to be doing this stuff with the understanding that if you do it enough, it'll pay off but without the intention of getting something back for the things you're doing. Right? Like you got to give for the sake of giving with the understanding that It'll pay off somewhere, somehow, not give for the sake of getting. It doesn't work that way. So now they have this initial contact done. Now and then I must can reach out to this person in any number of ways and just kind of try and stay in touch with them. Maybe have some more one-on-ones. Maybe if there's some piece of information that I find out about that I think will be useful to them, send it to them referrals. If I can give them referrals, that's like awesome. Uh, if they're having some problem, there's somebody I know that can help them, maybe connect them. Uh, I mean, all kinds of introduce them to people I know. Whatever I can do to try and drive the drive them and connect that relationship and give value to that person. Now I think you can kind of start to understand why it is that I'm focusing on like three people, like three solid contacts and not a bunch, and why it is that I'm really focusing on those main people. Now there is there is one group of that if you remember I was talking about the three clusters of cards I kind of skipped over I, I skipped over the people that there's kind of a connection with uh, I will a lot of times reach out to those people too but my main focus is those handful of people I really clicked with um, because like I said this is going to be energy this is something that you're not just doing like one time and and so you really are wanting to drive solid connections with people and some of these people are going to fade away and some of them are going to go get close and some of them may become good friends and some of them uh might become clients and you might be become clients with some of them and it just it's this whole thing right it's a whole process and you got to let it unfold and be natural and, and so i want to take a second now that we have this general idea in a business setting of how to relate this to some other places and some places that might be easier so if you're at a social gathering of some kind and there's people there you don't know 
this is a great opportunity to network. Now it's going to be a little bit different, right? Because you're not going to necessarily walk up like, oh, who do you know? Uh, but you do want to like meet people there. And sometimes this might be easier because there's probably going to be more people that you know there and it's going to be a more relaxed environment. But just find ways of connecting with people and talking to people. And it's going to be a little bit more situational uh, where it might be based on something they said or some game you play or or whatever. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know if it's still as common as it was, but at one point talking about the weather was like the most common like topic people used in small in like small talk. And so this where sort of being like a master of small talk comes in. And so I don't care if you have to talk to people about the weather to get the conversation started. Like as droll as that can sound, like again, you're wanting to get the conversation started to get to know people. And now here you might not talk a lot about business. Like if they're a business person, they're probably going to be talking about business with you because you're a business person, they're a business person, and we're usually kind of obsessed with their businesses. Um, but you can talk about whatever. And they don't have, this is another thing too, it's like they don't have to be business people. They don't necessarily have to be people that could ever even in a million years be your client because they know 250 people. They have contact with 250 people. And one of those 250 people probably is somebody you need to know. So what's going to happen is you're going to have a similar conversation with this person. Again, it's going to be a little more casual, a little more social, less business. But it's still going to be the same kind of thing where you're going to talk to them and you're going to have them talking more about themselves. Because again, it's endearing. Uh, you want to know how you can help this person, right? And you also want to know what kind of person they are. And then the follow-up with this is, is maybe a little different. Um, you're probably not gonna be like, oh, let's do a one to one and you know, so on. Uh, but you can probably, you know, like, hey, cool if I follow you on Facebook or whatever. And then you can kind of keep contact that way. And if you really click with somebody, maybe you ask them to to go and sit down sometime. I don't you know, it, it just you gotta feel that out. And that's gonna depend on the situation and number of factors, right? Like I'm a guy, I'm single. If I'm at a party and I'm trying to like actual network a little bit and I'm talking to some attractive like woman. Maybe if I asked her to coffee, it would, I'd probably reserve that for if I was actually asking her to coffee, right? Then if I was like trying to just network. So be intentional and be aware of how you're, you're following up here. But I think that all of us have made friends enough times in our lives that if we're not overthinking it, we can figure this part out pretty easy. So that's an adaptation. It's the original course setup. Um, and maybe when it's a little bit easier, but no, like this, this general concept of starting the conversation and talking to people about themselves really kind of works everywhere. And you'd be surprised how much people are going to like trust you enough to actually like, even if they're random people, maybe like follow you on Facebook or whatever, like a really good friend of mine that now, like we met at a barbershop when her son was getting his first haircut and we just like traded Facebook accounts, like literally just like randomly like met this person and then we talked and then boom we were friends on facebook and now like we hang out every once in a while and you know we you know and we're both like business people so like that's kind of like one of the part of the core of of our like sort of like friendship there but but yeah like i mean you never really know so go out and do it i mean i just just go out and do it and start those conversations that's number one is you got to get the conversation started Number two is keep it about them. And number three, figure out a way to follow up, right? 
through through social media, through if you're in a business situation, or even if you're in a more social situation, even if you're literally in line at the cash, you know, waiting to cash out at a, at a store, they may have a business card on. But you know, I I know plenty of people that you would not catch them anywhere without a business card. You could probably jump in and like scare them in the shower and be like, "Where's your business card?" And they could probably pull out a business card somewhere. Um, that's not most people, but I know a few. Um, yes, Kimmer, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. Um, but yeah, so you want those three things, right? You want to start the conversation. You you want to start building the relationship, building that trust. One of the good ways to do that is to get them talking about them, and you want to figure out who they are, right? And of course, this whole time, not being afraid to let them get to know you a little bit. So that's the, that's, that's the first part. That's talking to strangers and the follow-up with that. The other important area of networking like a nomad, because really one of the, one of the core things about networking like a nomad is, is, is the speed, right? The speed at which you network, the speed at which you develop relationships. Whether, you know, you take somebody who's lived in the same place forever, they may know a lot of people, but they probably slowly met a lot of people. If you're, if you're networking like a nomad, you know no one and you need to know everyone as fast as possible. So one of the good things to take into account is what's called the center of influence. And, and there's two things that the center of influence you want. One is you want to meet centers of influence and two is you want to become one. So what is a center of influence? This is the person that other people gravity, gravitate to, right? This is the person like always knows a guy, right? Like my older brother, like he always knows a guy. If you need something like, yeah, he knows a guy. Like that's a center of influence, right? The person who knows somebody. And also if you go up and say, hey, do you know this person? And like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that person. Like that's, those are signs that someone is a center of influence. These are people who are really good at building relationships with a lot of people and giving value to a lot of people. And the cool thing about them is, is they're easy to spot, especially in, in crowds, right? These are the people like maybe the party or at the networking event that constantly have people around them, right? There's always like some cluster of people around them. It's sometimes it's almost hard to talk to them because there's so many people that want to talk to them. And so when you find these people, like you want to get in contact with them, you want to build a relationship with them because they're a linchpin socially right they're a linchpin in the grand networking web of the the region or in today with the internet the world who knows and again you know you want to do this legitimately and you want to do this perspective of also still giving value this isn't just about getting right because you have to think about what makes them a center of influence it's the value that they give to other people and so if you're somebody that can be in their circle, who can, they can share the value of you with, they're going to want you to be there, right? So you want to be able to come in and you want to be a person that's willing and capable of giving them value because these people are great sharers of value. The cool thing is when you become a center of influence, things open up massively for you. And there's a couple of ways to become a center of influence. One of the fastest is to get connected with, with centers of influence. 
because once you get connected with them and you start giving value to them, and again, this process is the same as what we just talked about. Once you do that, then you start getting exposed to their massive network. And then eventually by being a person that's constantly being a distributor of value to other people, you're going to become a center of influence as well. And even without getting with, with centers of influence, you can still do this by just meeting people and giving out the, giving out value. It's just, I mean, give without the intent of receiving. And you're going to find yourself in a spot where people know you and like you and want to be around you and, and listen to you and consider you an authority when you speak and are going to want to share what you're doing with other people and are going to be want to, to be a part of the things that you're doing because you have already given them so much value in, in, and in a million ways. I mean, this isn't, I mean, I'm not just talking about like actually giving away things. You know, like just sometimes like being there and giving a crap about other human beings is one of the most meaningful things that we can do. I think we undervalue that and we're lacking it so much in our society that like just actually caring and listening to other people and be like, you know, I hear you. Like that can go a long, long way. So I hope this wasn't too long winded. It was a little bit longer than I intended it to be. But I do want to kind of take a step back and, and I want to look at Again, it's because it's so important what, what networking really is and what it isn't. Networking is intentionally creating relationships with other human beings in the most simple terms possible. Networking is not, is not directly selling people. And I don't want you to think that you can just throw away sales and, and never do sales because you got to do sales. Like that's important. That's its own thing. That's its own strategy. That's its own. I would say episode, but entire catalog of courses and books and I mean, everything and it's crucial. But networking, the relationship between networking and sales is networking leads to sales, right? Networking helps create higher quality sales situations. So just always be legitimate, always be seeking to start that conversation. Always be looking to, to get people to talk about themselves and to learn who they are and always be following up, not just with those new people you met, but again, like people you've known before, like when I was talking, like if you're at some place and there's people, you know, like don't neglect them, right? Like don't get hung up and just talk only to them because that can be easy to do. Like I've definitely done it. But like, don't neglect them, like come back. And earlier I was talking about saying, you know, if you run into them right away, just be like, Hey, it's good to meet you or good to see you, but I'm gonna go talk to these other people. Cause like, you know, it's, I have a goal, but actually come back and talk to them during that event. Right. So you, you need to be following up and maintaining your relationships. You need to be maintaining the way you give value through giving your own referrals through whatever the thing is. I mean, it's almost the list is so long, it's hard to make a list. Like it's almost overwhelming, but, but you already know how to do this. Like people already do this. We may not be as good as we should be, but, but just think about being a good partner in that relationship and then get to know centers of influence and with the 
goal of becoming one yourself. And the only way you do that is to give exceptional value a lot. Hope this was of value to you. And maybe uh, if this is something you want to know more about, please uh, let me know because I can go more into this. This is something I, I always had kind of floating around for a while and I, I don't think I've shared it enough. But thanks for listening in and uh, let's get out there and grow.